To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three And if the pins ain't from them Don't bring them to me Cause I go off like a rocket launcher Man, I just ain't the beat I'm a real monster I can hear the crowd chanting MVP That's my mantra Here's a standing on For the opinionated bench warmers So we in, so we so we witness a uh, tiger make a little history today, huh? And old tiger man, it's about time that he come back, man. We needed, we needed him to show up. It's only been about eleven years. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's been tough. I ain't gonna lie, right. I gave up on tiger, bro. Yeah. Like, Gave up on Tiger and definitely gave up on golf. Like, that's the only reason I ever really pay attention to golf. It's yeah. really Tiger Woods, man. Yeah, like, it's just nice to, today feel like a regular Sunday. Like, remind me when I was, like, a kid and I'd be watching golf with my dad and then just seeing Tiger, you know, uh, steady chip away at that league on Sunday yeah. in the red Nike shirt. And then, you know, just like it was reminiscent just to see him put on that green yeah. jacket again, you know. It's just really man, fun. It's been since, man, Twitter. To, to put it in perspective, man, Twitter wasn't even around when Tiger has won, man. How crazy is that? 2008. Yeah. Wasn't even around. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. But I don't care what nobody say, man. Tiger is the GOAT. Yeah, he's he the GOAT. He won away from, um, well, he passed up on a Palmer for so most, um, most uh, I want to say most all-time win. No, 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 most... Uh, like uh, for second wins. on the list of how many masters yeah. he's won, what he won yeah. five. He got five so masters, and he's Jack got six. Uh, yeah. So he chasing Jack with that, and, and then, then like, Jack at a eighteen, and he at fifteen. Yeah, now, so, so he got three more majors. But I mean, if you wait eleven years, yeah, I know. <laughs> if you wait eleven years in between every major yeah. win, <laughs> right. but he looked great. Though. Pete, Pete Tiger is better than any golfer in history, though. That's the thing about it. Pete yeah. Tiger, it was ridiculous. Yeah, if it weren't for that unfortunate series of events, bro, I don't <laughs> tell them what he. Yeah, did. I know. Cause man, he, I mean, you can just see the frustration on the on, on the field space. They like, man, like. It's nothing I can do. Like yeah. you just make it look so easy, bro. Like he making he making par fives and and uh, about the eagle par fives. You know what I'm saying? Setting himself up to get for sure birds. It's like he thriving and you know in a par five settings. Like he he you know he really showed you know you know that he back. I think he's back. And about the thing about it too with golf, even though I know we talk about you don't want to have eleven years between all the wins and stuff like that. But it's a sport that you can play for a long time and, you know, you can still be close to your peak for a while. So he could very well go and catch Jack now, which for a while it seemed like that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, if he catch Jack, man, I'm going to be happy, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm happy for Tiger, though, man. I'm happy for yeah, him. Yeah, I'm happy for him, too, man. It's, it seemed like even his reaction to the win was, like, iconic. It's like, 
you know, you think about what he's went through. You know, he got arrested for the for the pills. Yeah. <laughs> you have pills. Yes. The back injuries, like the fact that he never gave up. Like I don't know. I probably would have retired. Anybody would probably would have retired. It just shows his mentality, tiger mentality. Tiger mentality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, what's up, man? Let's just get into it, man. What's up with you? Oh no, I introduced the podcast. It's been a little minute now. You trying, yeah. trying to shake back and get it's back used to the flow. It's been a while. Welcome to the Fit at the Benchwalkers podcast episode. What episode is this? I don't even know what episode is this. Is this like 34, 35, somewhere like that? Come on. 35. 35? 35. We already had our Shaq episode, huh, I guess. No, we didn't. It's 34. This got to be. Yeah, it is 30. It, nah, it is 35. Okay, episode uh, 35. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the other listeners. Thank you for being patient with us. We we've had we've all had some um, some <laughs> events in our lives that has changed our schedule, but we finally figured it out and we back and we're gonna give y'all a great episode as always. But I wanna talk about now, what's up with y'all uncle, man? Yeah, that's Lowe's uncle. <laughs> Ain't my uncle. Lowe's, what's up with your uncle, man? My uncle, I'm hoping you're talking about magic. Yeah. Oh, you hoping, huh? <laughs> you, you claiming your uncle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uncle, uncle Magic. Magic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uncle Magic, y'all, man. Y'all can start off by going off on him, man. I just, I'm sick of him. Man, I, I just, man, I don't know, man. I, should I leave it off, bro? I might be a while, bro. <laughs> hey, man, go ahead and do what you got to do, bro. Man. Do what you got to do. Man, I, I mean, you come, you know... We embrace magic in this role, you know, he, with his, you know, he has that big smile, very manipulative, and, you know, when they hired Robin and Magic, looking back on it, it made no sense because neither one of them have any experience in, in his job. And like Laker fans, like we always do, because we Lakers fans, we be like, yeah, well, you know, Rob Palenka, you know, he, you know, he's Kobe's agent, you know, Magic know, should know the game. And time to find out, they fall straight on their face. But not only that, Magic, you know, I mean, I don't, I understood why he traded D'Lo. I understood it, you know, to get rid of that bad contract. And it was genius in, in, at the time. But at the same time, you know, he for him to make moves like that and then for him not to be there to try to mend things or yeah. get things right and just, just leave it. You know, leave things undone. It was just disappointing. You know, Magic was like one of my top five favorite players. Well, it is, but and I had so much respect for him, but I lost a little respect for him. You know, in the way he did did things, bro. Like you wait till the you couldn't even wait until the end of the season. You do it the, the night before the game. You don't tell Genie anything. Yeah, that's crazy. And Genie just off the strength, and you know that's why you know I think it's deeper than Magic. That we'll just start with Magic right now, but. You know, just out of respect for him and the relationship she's had with him over the years and him not having any experience, he was able to pretty much charm his way into this position. And, you know, when things get hot, he just walk away. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that it, it just shows kind of like the uh, the disorientation that's going on with the Lakers and, you know, the, the trouble that it may be a little worse than what we even able to see through the media. Yeah. We're a mess right now. Yeah. I, I think going into it, I think kind of my biggest issue with it is that, like you were saying, he didn't see out what he started. You know, us as Lakers fans, we were kind of comfortable, honestly, with the youth movement because what did we all said, we know that Golden State is kind of running this era right now. We wanted to be in the window really right after Golden State. That's what we wanted as Lakers fans. But Magic came in, wanted to speed up the process, start dealing some of the young guys, 
like you said, you mentioned D'Lo, uh, D'Angelo Russell getting rid of him and doing some other things like that. So you somewhat abandoned the youth movement because you said you're going to put everything, all your chips into landing two big time free agents. That was the whole thing. We're going to clear cap space. We're going to get two. So you went and you landed LeBron, but you didn't see it out. Now you got a, a, an organization that's in flux because we've been dependent on you saying that you're going to get two max free agents. If this doesn't happen, abandoning the youth movement was a failure in my opinion. And so my biggest thing is he came in, he said he going to do this, he went in this direction, he steered us this way, and then he just got out of the car and said, y'all figure it out, y'all drive to the rest of the destination. And I'm just not with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, let's just call it what it is, man. Let's call it what it is. He, he, he acquitted him, man. You look, at, you look back at what Magic had throughout his career, you know, and look at his basketball career. He didn't really finish that. You know what I'm saying? You look at his coaching career. He didn't really finish that. You know what I'm saying? You look at his president, him being a president of operations. He didn't finish that. You know what I'm saying? You see this trend with him that he's not finishing what he's starting. You know what I'm saying? The basketball career was more so not not necessarily his fault, but all the other stuff is like, he, you know, I think he got he coached 20 games, you know, and then was didn't finish that, like, you see a trend with this type of stuff, and it's just it's disgusting to me that he did it the way he did it. You Ooh, know what I'm saying? I know. He low sick of it. Yeah, you pissed with man. it. He did it the way he did it. Aqua and, for his family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I think that it, it put a bad light, and the timing of it all was bad, and the way he did it, you know, when I mean by the timing of it, going into the offseason, why you do that going into the offseason? You know what I'm saying? When we trying to get somebody else. If anything, do it next year. You know, finish out your, your time and then do it. You know, do it. Talk to your boss. You know, be a professional about it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I he'll quit it in my book and he'll forever be that in my book. And I hope he don't ever take, you know, any type of credit if we do end up back on top because he don't deserve it. Yeah, I agree, man. You said it. You said it right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Then it, then it, it just seems like with Magic, like you mentioned, you know, with the coaching, you know, with um, you know, taking this position, it's always like he just wanna. It's like he just think everything is a game. Like he just wanna do it. Like, like you know, he's like, it's like he kind of always be in the spotlight. Oh, let pretty. me try this out and see what this. Goes. Yeah, like you know, like you taking you taking over a, a a billion dollar billion dollar business, and you just you know, well, let me just dibble and dabble with this, like. It's not a game. Like you playing with players' livelihoods, you trading away players, you cutting players. You know, you playing with their livelihood, and then you just walk out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's I, just it it, it it is sad. You know, and then, then people, I'm not having fun anymore. Then he just laughing in the in the press conference and all yeah. that. Like it's just it's just you know you, you we as fans believe in you. And you just like just spit in our face metaphorically. Yeah. No, that's really how I honestly feel about it. And my thing is too. You know, of course, we haven't for a long time been LeBron guys or been LeBron fans, but, you know, we kind of a little bit more in that boat now. But you sat down with that guy last summer. He, You were the one he trusted. You were the one he let in his home. You were the one who he talked about this plan with. And you get not even fully through a year of the plan because, like you said, before the season even closed. So not even fully a year through the plan, and then you just walk away from it. So, like, how do you even do that? Like, you sat down with this guy man-to-man, laid out the plan, laid out the strategy. This also affects his career, affects him, and then you just walk out on it. Like, 
don't know. That's just, I'm just not with it. Interesting enough, I think it's time for us, just like we had to do with Luke Walton, I think that it's time for us to really evaluate Jeannie Buss as an owner. Yeah. It seems like she's falling, fall, letting this thing slowly fall apart. You know, as much as we can blame Magic, we Magic didn't get that position to himself. And for her to hire, you know, so far in her tenure, hire so many un- inexperienced people, starting with Luke Walton, you know, um, you know, starting with, you know, Rapper Lincoln and Magic, you know, it's kind of like, you know, this 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 young thing or uh, inexperienced thing, you got to have somebody experienced in these high positions, and we've seen how that's going. You know, Rob Palenka don't have any experience, and I read somewhere where they about to expand his responsibilities as the GM, and I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. You know, let's let's take this inexperienced uh, GM who don't have any experience with that and give him more, more responsibilities in an area where he's inexperienced to replace somebody that was inexperienced. It makes no sense. And, you know, I think how much do I, I put a lot of, of that weight on Jenny, but she's made some questionable decisions so far. And, you know, just like she tell you, oh, I'm, I'm letting uh, Magic, you know, Magic, they, it was reported that Magic had the freedom to do whatever he wanted to do, whether he wanted to fire, loot, fire, you know, whatever, he could do whatever he wanted. It's showing that she don't have the capability of making those decisions. So, I mean, how much does that weight on Jenny's, you know, shoulders? I think a lot. Yeah, I mean, it starts at the top, you know, like anything. You know, you the, the the leader, you know, they take full credit for all this. You know, they take the they take the credit when it's, it's successful. They take the credit when it's not successful. So I agree with that. It starts with her. You know, ultimately, she needs to get it right, fix it. We need, you know, like the Lakers have been doing. They've been cleaning house from the trainer to the head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, president of operations out, walked yeah. out. He quit. So, I mean, let's just start cleaning house and let's get it right. You know, we got the plate. We still got good pieces in place. You know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, we just need it from the top down to be right. Yeah, I mean, Jenny might have bit out more than she could chew. Yeah, I I think it's one of those situations where, you know, sometimes keeping it in the family doesn't always work out. And I'm saying this from the standpoint of, okay, we know Jim Buss, he was, to me, the best owner in, in sports history. You know, but really his kids have shown that really they haven't been able to handle it. You know, we look at an owner that he led, you know, the Lakers to 10 championships under his time as being the owner. And now we look at it, what it's been since Jeannie has been running it, since Jim was in the organization. Really, when I look at it, I think the most qualified and the best ones are really his youngest sons and Joey and I'm forgetting the other buzz, but it's two young sons that he have that to me have the best like basketball minds and all of that because they run scouting and all that for the team and stuff like that. So it really just seems like, you know, it, it's the natural thing to say, okay, we got the Lakers within our family and to hand it over, but man, handing it over to that next generation hasn't really worked out for the franchise. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, we reported uh Telling everybody if you've been on the rock, yeah, Luke is out as the head coach. Uh, are y'all looking at any replacements for him? Who's on yeah, the list? so so one, I want to congratulate Luke. You know, he, he is Kings now head coach. Yeah. Uh, so um, and, and he's going to the, the same coaches. situation. He leaving. You think he couldn't do nothing without you? He could do something with this. Yeah, no, well, I'll yeah. say this: he yeah. wasn't. A, he wasn't a free agent. Uh, a uh, he wasn't 24 hours before he got another deal, so that says something right there. Two, if you look at Luke Walton, a lot of people talk about Luke Walton and 
saying that, you know, he really wasn't that great of a coach. Luke Walton this year, one, was dealt a bad hand. Two, every year that Luke Walton has coached us, our record has improved. And if it wasn't, I really believe my heart, if it wasn't for the injuries this year, the Lakers would be in the playoffs. If it's in that Clippers spot or not, I think the Lakers would be in the playoffs if it wasn't for the injuries that hit the Lakers this year. So I really think Luke did a good job with what he was given. And so I think Luke is going to do well with the Kings. Yeah. My, I wish him well. I don't yeah. have nothing against Luke. My, my thing with Luke, his biggest issue was really his rotations. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, that's a big deal. But outside of that, yeah, outside of that, he is a, a solid coach. And he, young guys do gravitate to him. You know, you've seen, you know, the relationship he's had with Kuz, with B.I., been a little bit more shaky, I guess, with Lonzo. That's just more so LeVar speaking out, I guess. But I think that he can really kind of galvanize that young group over there at Sacramento. They showed a lot of promise. They were really, for a while, on the cusp of the playoffs. And then they kind of fell off at the end of the season. So, you know, I think it could work out for them, but, you know, as it relates to, like, candidates for our position, I mean, we know the names that have been put out there. Tyron uh, Lue. Tyron Lue for obvious Monty reasons. Williams. Yeah, we got permission from Philly to, you know, meet with him between game uh, two and three, I think they said, of that series. I, that's the one I don't get, Jamal Howard. We're just throwing that I hope he's not. I swear I hope he's not out here, I'm coach. Done with, I'm done with the Lakers. Yeah. They're making him head coach, bro. What, what's up with Mark Jackson, though? That's that's what I want to know. Man, Mark Jackson ain't in that black ball. I just, I don't, I think, uh, so if you look at all our coaches, man, it's all of them have a history with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? LeBron wants to do what LeBron wants to do on the court. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to do well with a coach like Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is a coach that's going to let you know what it is. And LeBron, is he's at that place of like, hey, he wants to do what he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the huddles and stuff when Luke Walton was coaching this year and when he's drawing up plays, LeBron, it, it just seems like, you know, and I pretty much watched every game. LeBron really wasn't watching or looking at the drawing of the yeah. play. It was almost like LeBron was going to do what he wanted to do no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Luke is drawing this up, but LeBron's going to do what he wants. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like he needs a coach that he can almost be a puppet to. And I think you get that with Lou, and you get that with Monte Williams. Not saying that's a good thing, but I think that's just the truth. I mean, he's won championships that way, so. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing about it, though, I think LeBron do get a bad rap for coaches, though. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair, bro. How is it not fair? Explain it to us now. Because we don't have no, like, real evidence that he be coaching the teams. (laughs) <laughs> not necessarily coaching the teams, but I think that he, um, if you look at the history of coaches that when he came there, he has pull. Everybody knows LeBron's probably the most powerful NBA player. If he doesn't like that coach or something like that, they're going to choose, like of the course, Donald the player Trump over the coach. Oh, don't do not do that to him. That's what... Uh, that's what uh, Danny Ainge said that made him make. He really is. <laughs> That's what Danny Ainge said. Don't put yourself in that bucket. <laughs> Don't down there. Yeah. No, I do. He got a lot of under underneath things that he he doing. Like I, I still for the life of me don't understand how you own uh, like your best your best friend your brother own like clutch sports. You know that LeBron is filtering money and got and is manipulating the league through that. Yeah, yeah. That's neither here nor yeah. there, but. I mean that in that way, not not comparing LeBron's. He's the opposite character wise of Donald Trump, but I, I guess it's a bad idea. There are other 
successful right. businessmen that you know have under underneath bad things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna get on that one with you. Mark <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna back off that one. We're slowly fading to the background. Man, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> We're slowly fading. So who y'all think gonna get the job though? If you had, if right now you had to say this is gonna be the next coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, who would y'all say? I think it's gonna be Tyron Lue. It's going to be Tyrone Lou. They didn't already hire Tyrone Lou. Yeah, I know. Right, waiting to announce it. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think he'll be the coach. Uh, I mean, I ain't mad at it. I mean, he do have a championship. You got to respect that. Um, going to turn into the Cavs West. Kyrie going to come over. <laughs> Kyrie turn may into come Ka- over. Cavs West. Kyrie may come over. Kyrie don't like, you know, he thought he would like that leadership role. But I don't think he liked having all that on him. That's why he had to apologize to LeBron. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Whatever, I guess we can move on. I'm still pissed at Magic, though. Yeah. Magic. Like I one episode before, this is not a Lakers podcast. <laughs> right, right. Magic just... Right at, he messed over us. He messed... Yeah. Not, he better not show his face in that arena. He ain't probably gonna boo. <laughs> That'll be messed boo. up, though. All he did for the organization yeah, as a player. Ah, uh, whatever. So, it's playoff time. Um, we, we on the scene... Or one round, one day of action so far, based on how we're recording right now. But um, what's some intriguing matchups y'all got right now? That is Brooklyn, Philly. Yeah, that, that's very intriguing. This matchup that's playing actually right now, as we record the podcast on Sunday, uh, Oklahoma City and Portland. I like that matchup with Dame Lillard and Dame Lillard and uh, Russell Westbrook going back and forth. Uh, this one, this matchup, I won't say is like intriguing as in like watch value if I really want to see it. But Denver and San Antonio is interesting because you got the the Denver team second in the Western Conference had a great regular season, but they young, inexperienced. Only really Paul Millsap has extensive playoff experience, and you see them going up against San Antonio, Popovich's coach, two All Stars over there. So that's kind of intriguing, but slightly boring too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like Brooklyn because of D'Lo and, you know, everything he went with. with I'm, a, I'm a fan, and, you know, me and Ramon, as I always say, I think we said on the podcast, we didn't want him to get traded. I mean, we understood it, but we was kind of sad to see him go. So I support him, and I hope that he win. And they already got game one. Uh, I think that Philly's going to have to figure it out. You know, Ben, ben Simmons is going to have to get a shot. Yeah. He's gonna have to get a yeah. jump shot, bro. I've been saying this for a long time, I, but I, I saw you kind of go in on him on Twitter a little bit, talking yeah. about stop, stop going that pants <laughs> and start doing what you need to do to win games or yeah, something. Yeah, man, because you know they, they he book got boo. You should want fans that boo you when you playing bad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like his response should have been, "I played terrible. They they deserve to boo me." Yeah, you know. And, you know, that's the thing. That's that young generation, bro. Like, they spoiled, bro. He used to, you know, he went to Monteverde Academy. Yeah. He used to, you know, he went to LSU and did us like a yeah. dog. We'll talk about us like a dog after he left. You know, he's been spoiled. He's used to having success on all these many levels. And now, you know, things are, he's facing adversity. You know, he didn't play well. You know, instead of focusing on himself and focusing on what he's doing, what he do? You know, yeah. oh, just make sure you stay on that side. That ain't going to help you play yeah. better. Why? Why I feel like Lowe's kind of laying back and chilling with a little smirk, like I, I told you so. Like he just like he feel kind of good in this moment here, Philly having troubles with. I mean, I I, I say this, man. Philly won. It, it's hard. One, I always said that I was never been the biggest NBA fan. 
you know, I think he's a talented player. Don't get me wrong, but um, he, he's he's injury prone. He's shown that since he's been in, since day one, he's been in the league, and that's your best player. If your best player can't stay healthy, that's a problem. Two, you add all these pieces mid season. You know what I'm saying? You get Jimmy Butler, and then you get Tobias Harris at the at the trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? And so you add all these pieces, and then you have a player. You have your point guard who doesn't have a jump shot, and also they can't shoot free throws. You know what I'm saying? You have all this formula. Yeah, you got Jimmy Butler who's going to carry you and get you a win or two here, and that's going to show up. But that's not going to be enough. Tobias Harris has disappeared. You know what I'm saying? He has not been that player that he was when he was in, with the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? They pretty much made him a jump shooter. Like I said, there's only one ball. You have all these talented players, but that's, that, that's just not going to match. This is not how the NBA works. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need a guy. And the guy that's handling the ball, he's going to need to be able to shoot. He's going to need to be able to make free throws in crunch time. Because guess what? You had a ball as a point guard, you got, you're going to need the ball in the fourth quarter, and guess all they're going to do is foul you. You're going to lose close games. All playoff games going to be close. You're gonna, you ain't going to make it far with that formula. And so that's why I've never been a fan of this Sixer teams when everybody was saying, oh, yeah, they're the best now in the West, and, and now they, I mean, I'm sorry, in the East. And I'm like, no, man. They, they maybe They're going to make the playoffs just being in the East, but they're not going to get far. Second round tops. So, so my question, I know you said about the intriguing matchups and all of that, and we've been seeing a lot of lower seeds, you know, win so far um, through this first day, day and a half or whatever. So which out of those teams that stole game one or just lower seeds, period, who do you think has the best chance to advance and get out of the first round that doesn't have home court right now? Uh, So San Antonio. San Antonio? San Antonio has the best best chance to win. Those other East teams, Orlando win and beating, uh, he beating who they win? Toronto, oh, Toronto. Toronto, yes. Beating Toronto, the Toronto going to win that series. You know, I wouldn't be surprised Toronto win four straight. You know, and then, you know, the Brooklyn going to give them a play. Brooklyn is going to probably win another game at home. You know, and so I think this game, this series is probably going to go six. I think that series is going to go six, so... Um, but I, I ultimately, I, like to answer your question, I think San Antonio Spurs has the best chance to knock off Denver. Yeah, I think you know, I, I, it's probably experience. Well, it is experience. Yeah, you know, Coach Pop know how to coach through those situations. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the other matches. I think the pit, the Pistons and the Bucks. I think the Bucks are sweeping. Yeah, yeah, that won't be a long series at all. Now, Jazz and Rockets could be intriguing. Yeah, that's gonna be that could be series. intriguing uh, because Houston hasn't really been playing like I, they haven't played like they was playing last year. And then James Harden, I'm, I'm, I gotta watch tonight because one of the two players, the two players that always disappear, we are gonna discuss it a little later is Kyle Lowry. Well, three really. <laughs> Kyle Lowry is number one. James Harden maybe one A, and then Paul George. Uh, Kyle might be in a league of his own. We might have to get James too. Kyle Lowry, that's. That's yeah. a special case right there. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm interested to see if James Harden going to show up. But, I mean, I think that the Jazz is another team that's that's well coached. Yeah. They, uh, they, they play good defense. So, we're going to see, you know, ain't they top five in defense? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty safe to assume that. I don't have, like, yeah. the numbers right now, but that's safe to assume. So, you know, 
I mean, I, I think that I don't think he, I think Houston I think Houston could give up two games in that series. I yeah. think they'll win it, but I think you know I think that'll go to six. Yeah, going into it before I you know started seeing it, obviously watching right now. But my thing was I felt OKC would knock off uh, Portland. You know, I still feel like OKC got a really good chance to get that series, but you know, obviously for certain reasons, I would rather Portland win. Um, but I think OKC kind of fell into really kind of the best matchup that they could have gotten in the first round because um, I don't really buy them against too many other teams out there in the West. So, mm-hmm. you know, it should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, it'll be, I think that'll be tough for them to, to, to get through that. Um, I think, I, but I do think that the Blazers, they, they're, they're pretty solid across the board. But if OKC did win, I wouldn't be surprised. No. But I, I hope think, they lose, though. I hope they lose. Yeah, I hope they lose, too, because of Paul George. Yeah. But not like, you know, I really want Paul George, because like I say, he he has a tendency not to show up in the playoffs, and that's when you need need him the most. So, speaking of Kyle Lowry, he scored zero points. I think he was like 0 for 8 from the field. That's 0, 0 for 7 or 0 for 8. Oh, I think 0 for 7, but it's... Man, like... It's it's time. Like enough is enough, man. We've been sparing him for years, bro. Like he do not show up in the playoffs, bro. He do not show up in the playoffs. And I think that maybe this will be the beginning. If he continue to play like this, I think Kawhi gone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw it or, or heard about it, but wasn't it? I think it was Serge Ibaka that was like asking Kawhi about it, and he still kind of like alluded the question. Mm-hmm. And didn't really like give a straightforward answer about whether he's gonna stay or leave or anything like mm-hmm. that. I think we're starting to kind of see the writing on the wall with that. And if they don't, I say if they don't make it to you the say finals. Serge Ibaka asked him that? Yeah, I think Serge Ibaka asked him. When? It was something like this past weekend. It was like, it might have been, this might have been like Thursday or Friday that this came out or whatever. But he asked him about it in, uh, in front of cameras and stuff. I think so. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. But yeah, he. I ain't hear about this. Yeah, <laughs> Why yeah. Why was Serge doing yeah. Oh, he, I guess he tried to call himself like. I, I guess that is kind of uh, what they call it, cunt. Yeah, like uh, yeah. condescending, kind of yeah. like Serge. Uh, yeah, it talks about how you see how Kawhi tells Toronto Raptors teammate Serge Ibaka he doesn't know if he's coming back. Like Serge asked him straight wow. up, and uh. And it was on. It was. It looked like it was on something they were filming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. if Serge has like his own little show or podcast or whatever. And it was recent. Yeah, it like just recently happened, like the last few days. So I mean, I Steph, think Steph and Seth Curry date women that look like they mom. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> like I mean, like Doc Rivers, like uh, Seth date Doc Rivers' girlfriend. She kind of looked like uh, Sonya. I mean, Sonya is. A beautiful woman. Yeah, so. she is a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. Man, how about... We're going to get back to what you were saying. Yeah. But, uh, how about, like... Uh, we just so happened to see Sonya on TV while we were uh, recording this. So, and, we just, uh, it's not super random, everybody. Coach Ben Gundy, like, he was like, he was like, that's a... Uh, it's nice to see um, Seth's uh, mom, uh, dad, and... Uh, and a uh, sister support him. Like, he thought that was his sister. Uh, <laughs> they looked at Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi been doing a good job of dodging the media. Like, for some reason, he he's so quiet. Like, it's like, you know, like, it's like he's gotten away whole season without being questioned about whether he's standing or not. I guess everybody assumed because he was number one in the East. 
So I guess everybody assumed that he would come back and everybody didn't bother him. But I mean, I I don't know, man. I think that if you know he looking like he's like, bro, I can't do this by myself. Like you're not gonna score right. no points. Kyle Lowry led D. Nah, don't get me wrong. DJ Augustine is a good player. Yeah, yeah. But he just completely let DJ Augustine show him up. Like you, Kyle Lowry, are supposed to be supposed to be the All Star, and you let a man, a, a guy, come out against you, drop a a smooth twenty five against you with the game winner, and you don't score at all. Zero points. That's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. Man, Kyle Lowry. Uh, man, he uh, he he. That's disappointing, bro. He, he's very disappointing. Like I, I never seen anything like that before. But uh, so um, any other matchups y'all got? Oh, you got something? Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, I think that's kind of the most intrigued from the first round. I mean, we kind of already know what's gonna happen in the one eight matchups. I'm, like, I'm proposing that Golden, <laughs> State, Golden State gets a bye week in the in the, in the, in the round, bro. <laughs> they wasting our time, man. They like. Like they wasting my time. Like, or at least make one of the star players sit out, huh? Yeah, like one of their stars got to sit out to make it intriguing. Like, I don't even know why they first round matchup come on TV. Like, they first round matchup shouldn't even come on TV, <laughs> bro. Twenty points. Just tell us the result, bro. That's ridiculous, bro. And the thing is, it's just they just they're so. I mean, for obvious reasons, so good. That like the Clippers actually played a good game. Like the Clippers played well. I watched it. No, I don't for real. I watched that game and the Clippers actually played good basketball. But it's like when you playing against Golden State and you playing against five All Stars. I mean, what do you really do in that type of situation? So, I mean, the Clippers gave pretty much as good of a fight as they could give. But I can't watch that foolishness, bro. It'd be like man watching the machine. It's like it's like it'd be the first quarter, the first the first two minutes of the game. You're like, okay, you know, it'd be two to two. To two. You're like, okay, man, they'll stick with them. And all of a sudden, you know, they go going like a 15-3 run. If you change the channel, that's over with. By the time you come back, it's a 15-point lead. It's ridiculous. I get tired of people like, oh, it's Golden State falling off. Man, they, them dudes, man, they ain't <laughs> playing for the finals, bro. They, they, don't, they, they know what they got to do to win, win, win games in the playoffs. Man, I'm, I don't know. They, maybe they got to do something, man. Maybe a bad week, bro. So, <laughs> that would be good. But I just think, <laughs> I think this year is the last year you'll see the Golden State Warriors, which is good. We, I hope that the NBA will be happy because, one, they have decisions to make. You know, one with KD. KD, KD contract, contract, he going to leave. You know what I'm saying? And so, we all know he gonna pretty, he's pretty much out. You know, and then you look at Klay Thompson. He also is coming up. So, I think they keep Klay. You know what I'm saying? Keep their, their guys or whatever and roll with that. You know, and then, you know, maybe they, they'll be more beatable then, in my opinion, you know, without KD. Yeah, but but the thing about it is once KD leaves, like, we're going to see Steph be Steph again. I think uh, we've still seen him be Steph, but we're going to see, like, dominant. Like, when he had his MVP season, that's when it was a legitimate a, a debate between him and LeBron. Like, we can't forget that. Like, it was a legit debate of who was the best player in the league. And I think that Steph in spots has been able to beat Steph, but we're going to consistently see that Steph Curry once KD leaves yeah, that Yeah, Clay going to be back to himself, too. I mean, when I look at, uh, when I look at the, the, at the, I just saw his name, man, me, the chief has arrived. But anyway, when I look at Kevin Durant and I look at what he brought to Golden State and when he came there, they didn't even need him, bro. They didn't even need him. They... 
You know, they, they put up some of the best numbers without him. They Then they had an NBA's best record ever. Ever, yeah, 73-9. So, I mean, when KD leave, I don't I don't see much change unless somebody in, get injured or, you know, is declining to play, which I, I think that they're fairly, you know, in their prime. So, I, I think they'll be fine. But I think that, I think, just like you say, Lord, I think KD gone. I think Clay stays. And uh, KD probably going to end up in New York. Yeah, I do agree that it'll level the playing field a little bit more. It'll like if KD teams up with somebody else and so this you know, is this is my prediction real quick. I hate to I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut y'all for mine, but I think KD goes to Brooklyn. I think KD goes to Brooklyn, and him and D D Russ give him that one two punch. Right now, I don't think he goes to the Knicks. Everyone thinks he's going to the Knicks, but it's gonna be a team that's not really being talked about. And you hear it here first. I think KD goes to Brooklyn, where he has a team that's already made it to the playoffs, right? A good team that made it to the playoffs. You know, that's shown that they have a good, 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 good players. And he'll be in the East, where he'll be like LeBron, going to the finals pretty much every year. So I think he goes to uh, the Brooklyn. I mean, I'm not mad at that prediction. Yeah. And, 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 and it's something more interesting than that, too, Lowe's. I don't know if KD still has it, but I know he did. He do have a, a Rock Nation connection because he was signed with Rock Nation Sports. Yeah. And we all know Jay-Z's ties to Brooklyn. So, I mean, that would make sense if he did end up in Brooklyn. Yeah. I I wouldn't – I would be mad at it, honestly, man. I, I like, like we both said already, man, I'm a big D-Lo fan. I want him to have the best career he can possibly have. All the people was calling him a bust, you know, yeah, in year yeah, one yeah. and year two. They, they don't know how many though. how many debates did we get in with people like right. that's calling him bust, but now they want to throw it in the Lakers face and say, Oh, look, y'all let D logo, y'all some idiots. Yeah. But you were just saying he was, you know, a bust. And he was up. averaging like 15, 16 points. Yeah, so that's it's a good rookie number. Yeah, so it's like, you know, with all that, like I mean, I really wouldn't be mad at it either if that uh if that prediction comes true, Lowe. That do make yeah. sense. So, I haven't so seen Kyrie, that Kyrie to LA. I'm, I'm not just calling that out. I'm just that's something I think. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie to LA, LA. and KD to Brooklyn. I can see it. I, I really, I, I think Lakers find a way to get Kyrie and, and Anthony Davis though. Oh yeah, we getting Anthony Davis hands down. Now, not that David Griffin the uh, uh, Pelicans GM. Man, so I'm let's a... talk about the Pelicans. They just hired a new GM, David yeah. Griffin. Yeah, that was what does that mean move. for them? First of all, it's a heck of a move because they're going to be actually properly run. Like, David Griffin is a really good GM, um, really good basketball mind. Like, David Griffin had even in the books, like, they were going to, at one point, the Cavs were going to get, like, Paul George and Jimmy Butler or something in a trade that he had orchestrated. Like, this dude is a, is a brilliant basketball mind, and I think that finally now the Pelicans will have somebody up top that's going to run them with a sound mind, and that's also, too, not going to give in to, like, the, the public pressure that Dale Demps would kind of be like and just listening to other people. David Griffin is going to run it the way he wants to run it, but he's going to run it the right way. So it's interesting. This is what I think. And I think he, he – the, the interesting thing about it is he pretty much said what he's going to – if he was in that place, what he would do and what he would trade for Anthony Davis. He was on NBA TV. He came out and he said, if I was in that place, I would try to get a young player that projects to be pretty much a all-star in the league, um, another young player, and some, draft, and some draft picks. Lakers have all that. You know what I'm saying? Lakers pretty much have a top 10 pick this year. Probably going to fall 
It's probably probably going to be the 11th pick. We're pretty much a top 10 pick this year. They have the young pieces, Lyle picks from previous years, good pieces, Kuzma, Ingram, you know what I'm saying? They have those pieces, and I think that we have the pieces to get that deal done if you look across the board. Again, the biggest thing that's going to decide if AD either goes to us or Boston, because I think it's a two-man race right now, is what Kyrie does. Kyrie's decision is going to be what ultimately decides where AD goes. And the reason I say that is because if Kyrie opts out, you know, I don't think I don't think um, Boston risks, you know, giving up young pieces like Tatum and all that for a one-year rental of, you know, just Anthony Davis being there without Kyrie. So I think that's that's yeah. that's that's where the decision comes down to. See, see, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree in the sense that I don't just think it's going to be a two-team race, and this is why I say that. I think one of the biggest keys to it, in my opinion, is going to be the Kawhi decision. Let's just say Kawhi shocks us right now and goes back to Toronto. If Kawhi does that, that opens up everything for this trade situation with Anthony Davis. Because what are owners and GMs and stuff going to think now? Okay, Paul George, he got dealt. What did he do? He stayed around. If Kawhi follows that same blueprint of demanding this thing, then yeah, then then it's going. So I think it's going to come down a lot to that. But I think you're going to see other suitors that are going to be willing to risk it, to gamble, and still get in the AD sweepstakes no matter what. And I think David Griffin is. I think that in order for anywhere that he goes, it's going to have to be the overwhelming offer because David Griffin, I think, is going to be impartial to anybody. So if a team shows up and they offer. Quote unquote, a better package. I think he's just gonna go with that. Well, I think one thing that David Griffin going to the Pelicans is gonna do for them because at first they they uh, they they toyed with I forgot his name. He's running the Saints and the Pelicans like that made sense. Yes. But they're gonna have somebody that can focus in on basketball, and um, I think the first thing that David Griffin is doing right now is figuring out what they're gonna do with AD. Because yeah. uh, AD seems like he's pretty much out. He wore that song that, yeah. for his last game. Then he come. I mean, it's getting hard for me not to. to I don't know. Bro, all my favorite players are starting to like make me not like them no more. Like, just little by little. Antonio man. Brown, we're going to get into that. Oh, little Lord, later. yeah. You know, uh, AD, you know, you know, it's like, you know. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, yep. I mean, it's just like things like that. Like you, and then you you asked about it. You're not man enough to stand by it. Yeah, like somebody else pick out my clothes. Come on, man. I don't control what I wear. You're flipping like, our fans, like come on, bro. Like you know, like Rich Paul put him in this position trying to force New Orleans hand, and it didn't work. So that's what you, that's what you end up doing. Yeah. You end up looking like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the thing is, when you go into those type of situations, you got to look at it. With both of the potential possibilities. Like, you got to look at it as far as, okay, we can demand it and hopefully we get it. But if we don't, how am I going to deal with this if we don't? Yeah, he like, didn't deal with it at all. Like, you know, like faking the back injury for the last game. Yeah. Like, man, like, I don't know, bro. AD, you know, he, you know, I guess when guys got their muscle, you know, he got the LeBron muscle. So, they start doing, start acting up now. Yeah. But, uh. You know, that's a good move for the Pelicans. I still, I told Pelicans fans last night, y'all are like a decade away, and that's if the team is not sold by then. (laughs) Which I hope they don't get sold just because I still want to go down to New Orleans and watch my favorite players and team come come in town. I don't care about the franchise too much, but I want to see the Lakers up close and personal. Yeah, that's true. You can always go to Houston. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so... I mean, anything else in the NBA? I guess for for me, before we like completely move past the NBA, 
since the playoffs are starting, we always take the whole feet to the fire. Who y'all got in the finals? NBA finals? <laughs> NBA finals. Golden State. And I don't know why I always go first and I don't ever have it together. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Carlos. I'm going to go with Golden State and Toronto. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, obviously, Golden State is that one that's sitting there. And, man, this is a it's a very tough one out east. Um, but to mix it up, I'm going to go Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to say the Bucks pull it through. Man, I'm going to have to see how Bucks look in game one. Oh, you're not one of those guys that I, I gotta see the I gotta see the playoffs. Gotta see how they look in the playoffs before I make my prediction for the playoffs. Hey, playoffs a different ball game. Yeah, I know, I know it's a different ball game. I don't know that, but I'm just saying like that's the whole reason that we make have, the predictions at the beginning of the playoffs. Golden State and Celtics. I can see it. I can see it. Boston, they have all the tools, all the pieces just it, if they put it together. I hope it's Golden State and uh, Brooklyn Nets, really, but because <laughs> that would mean one that Kawhi lost, and two that would mean Kyrie lost. You know what I'm saying? That's why we go with the books. Yeah, you know, all these upcoming free agents. You know, with Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving, that'll mean all them lost. So that's why I really would like that'll be dream situation, but that that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. But if the Bucks do it, then we can still kind of have that scenario. So that's true too. The best time of the year, basketball every day. Yes, yeah. you know, so it's gonna be nice. Yeah, so I think that is that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it with the NBA. We can definitely shift now. Move. I just wanted to get there before. Wanna shift? Huh? What do we want to shift? Well, I mean, we could touch on some interesting things. How many? How many? I mean, let's talk about the obvious. We're a week away from the draft. How many first round quarterbacks y'all think going? Uh, I mean, I mean, we obviously know that uh, we got Haskins and Kyler Murray. We know that those two are going in there. I believe that Drew Locke will get in there as yeah. well. Uh, so that's three. You don't think Daniel Jones from Duke? I think he could slide in there. I think Daniel Jones can slide in there. What about, what about Matt Grier? Uh, I really, I've always. Uh, you t- we can talk about Will Will, Will Greer, Greer, yeah, from from West Greer. Virginia. Uh, I've always liked Will Greer. I don't know if he'll slide into the first, uh, but I think he'll be a valuable like second round pick for somebody. But it's possible. I, I to to answer your question, I'm going for going for. I hope you're right. The reason I say that is because usually every year you see at the end of the draft teams trade in to that the end of the first round. You know where the Los Angeles Rams is. You know. Trade in and try to get that 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 pick where you know because you get a fifth year option. You know all first rounds get a fifth year options and they want that fifth year option on quarterback. Yeah. So usually I hope you know one of those quarterbacks fall and somebody trade up to get them. So, but you know it's, it's crazy though. I mean when we were first talking about our 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 preparation for our mock and all that stuff, we were talking about you know a couple other guys bolstering and everything going first. Now it's pretty much a shoe in for Kyler Murray. You know, and we wasn't even looking at that, and it's just crazy that now that these quarterbacks under six foot is going first overall. Last yeah. year, Baker. This year, possibly Kyler Murray. Yeah, and like I said, I think, you know, a lot of it is tribute to, of course, this guy didn't go in the first round, but, I mean, you've seen Russell Wilson have that success. Obviously, we know Drew Brees as well, but I'm talking about definitely the sub-six 
foot, you know, so that prototype, they've seen it be successful now in the league. And so now they're going to be more willing to go and grab those guys. And so, you know, they, they excelled on that college level. Um, and you saw Baker, you saw what he produced in his rookie season. So now they're like, hey, let's go ahead and grab Kyler Murray. We believe that he has, you know, some of those same tools. And um, like you said, it pretty much seems like a guarantee at this point that he'll be uh, the first one off the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I want to ask on, man. And then they, I'm excited about Greedy Williams projected sliding. He's sliding. Yeah, it's crazy. They, I, I don't get that. I don't get I it. I don't either. get it for a player that's his size, right? He has good film. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have any red flags as far as character issues, right? Right. You know, and he went to the combine and tore it up. So well, I mean, it, this is all projections, you know, and this could be all people trying to get him pushed down. I don't get for a player that at his height. A six one, six two cornerback at his speed is falling. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 past happy league. Side. Well, they say like, they say that the film showing him taking plays off and not not going all in on tackles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tackling I, is the one thing. Yeah. I agree with that. Tackling is the one thing where they say he's a, one of those jump on the pile type dudes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, I I still. I still don't totally buy it, though, man. We watch Greedy up close and personal. Obviously, we have a little bias there as being LSU fans. Greedy has all the tools, man. Greedy is a is a number one corner, shutdown type of guy. So, you know, like you said, it's very shocking to see, you know, his projections falling. They're saying that he hasn't really had meetings with teams and stuff like that, which I don't really get. Um, so, I mean, I would think that he yeah, would be. Yeah, I know on draft night. It, you know, anything can happen. And they invited him to the draft. So, right. so I mean, it, you know. I, I think that's a good thing. Scouts I mean, like, I think, Scouts just like to throw that around. Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, these NFL teams know what they they want to do. So, yeah, I think, I, I think he I got invited think, for I, I still think he's going to top 15. Yeah, he got invited for a reason. They're not just going to say, hey, come on to the to the draft. Green. Man, somebody, they who, they, who recently uh, got invited to the draft and had to sit there for like, Set up for a long time, man. Yeah. They, it happens every year now, man. It, it's, the draft has gotten smart though. Now they don't show those guys or whatever, yeah. you know, towards the end. So you don't really see, you don't really know. Yeah, they come back day two. You ever notice like they come back day two and then they get they get drafted in the second round and they show up. You're like, oh dang, I didn't even know he was at the draft. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff happened because you know they don't do that like they did Aaron Rodgers, you know, way back in the day. Man, I saw somebody recently though that that did happen to, and he was crying. <laughs> Who that was? I don't know. That last, that was that last year. He was crying. It's like that does sound familiar, but I can't. Why yeah, y'all memory as bad as mine? I can't. Everybody hey. memory can't be bad. Remind you had a good memory. <laughs> What's going on, man? I don't know, man. Two weeks out, huh? Yeah, two weeks out. So, so real quick, because this. Should kind of be somewhat of an easy one to be. What What do y'all think is y'all top five as far as NFL draft first five picks? Who going in that top five? Uh, All right, Kyler Murray, right? Uh, Quentin Bosa. Williams, Bosa. No. Now I'm not. You're not hitting no particular order. Yeah, no order. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just revving them off. Uh, so we gonna we gonna list we gonna just say them first and then we'll give it an order. Let's just do that. All right, Quentin Williams. Uh, Devin White is going top five, man. No, Devin White ain't going top five. Devin White not going yes, top five? Yes. That's a guarantee I'll for the money on that. Top ten. Devin White will go top five. To I don't Tampa. know. He might go top ten. Tampa okay. taking top five. You just don't know. It, he going top ten for sure. Well, top ten top for five, sure, but possibly. I think he going top five. 
So for me, I'll I start out. I'll say for me, number one, I have get the Cardinals go ahead and get their quarterback and then trading Josh Rosen probably for a second rounder. Then I have two out of 49ers. They're going to go ahead and get Bosa. He's probably the best player in this draft. You know, then I'm going to go three. I'm going to go the Jets. The Jets is interesting because there's always been chirps about them trading out. So I wouldn't be surprised if a team trade up and get one of those defensive players. But right now, three, I'm going to go Jets to get uh, Quentin Williams, you know, because um, just I think right now I have him slightly better than um, the pass rush out of Kentucky. You talking about Josh Allen? Yes, Josh Allen. Uh, so um, I'm a, I'm gonna get I'm gonna have the Jets getting them in four. I'm gonna have the Raiders going ahead and getting their replacement for Khalil Mack and Josh Allen and getting an edge rusher. And then five, I have the Bucks going with Devin White. Uh, which again, Devin White, the numbers he put up at the combine, his leadership, he's another clean prospect. We had two clean prospects, Reedy Williams and Devin White, no character issues or anything, and both tore up the combine. So I got Devin White. You know, with going to the Buccaneers at five. Mm-hmm. So I got yeah. Kyler Murray. Uh, I got Nick Bosa, like you, lost. Uh, Josh Allen. What about y'all? Think Montez Sweat? He get lost. He's gonna. Him. He's gonna. I don't. This is gonna, gonna be, be out. To, it's yeah. gonna be out of Montez Sweat. If Montez Sweat going to top five, then uh, then White not. Then Devin White does fall out if Montez Sweat goes in the top five. I agree with that. Uh, then Josh Allen and I, I think Quentin Williams will probably go go up there too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, my my order is basically. I think that's probably actually the same order as Los. Uh, like you said, Kyler Murray. That's definitely number one. Nick Bosa going number two. Uh, you did say Quentin Williams at three, right? Right. But yeah. I said possible trade out by the Jets. Yeah, they they are they are looking at that. Um, and then I think of course, like you said, Josh Allen. And I finish it up with Devin White as well. I really think Tampa is gonna uh try to go in and grab him, and it it seems like. Everybody in the NFC South be grabbing the LSU linebackers, and we never see one end up on the Saints. But you know, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. But, um, but it should be interesting. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be very intrigued by how this draft goes. Definitely gonna be a really defensive heavy draft, especially early in the draft. I think a lot of defensive see a lot talent. Of trades. Yeah, a lot of trades. That's why it's been so tough um, making our mock draft because I've just been looking at. Who could potentially trade in? <laughs> yeah, you know? and it's definitely the last the couple of years we've seen a lot of trades in the first round. So, so I, teams like I said mentioned before, I think that's going to do trades. I think one, the Raiders. You know, they have their team with three sure first round three picks. First round. You got the, yeah, you got the Giants who still looking for their quarterback. They have two first round picks, being they gave up uh, Odell for a first round rounder. So I see the Giants going to get a quarterback possibly. Or trading back into to the first end of the first round and getting their guy, and I think uh, the Jets, the Jets, you know, I think they're limited on picks, and so they may be looking to trade. Another thing that's interesting that's coming up that's not being talked about much is this deadline that Russell Wilson gave his boys. Yeah. The Seahawks only have four first round. I mean, I'm sorry, four four picks in this draft. So it's interesting to see if the Seahawks give up. Russell Westbrook, oh, Russell Westbrook, Russell I'm sorry, watching the, watching the game, Russell Wilson. I seen a report this morning, this morning they say Russell Wilson won out. Right, yeah. right, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would be interested to see if they can believe, up, like, Russell, they like, I can't believe he, he said that, bro. You know, he's a, he a, he a prim proper guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
It don't seem like he'll make that type of request. But he's an he's Asian quarterback. They act, have you heard that it's saying that he might want to go to New York? New York, Russell Wilson? yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun. That'll Why be fun. Go to New York? Him and Bar him and Barkley. That'll be fun. Dang, I wish Odell was still there. Imagine that. That would be that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. So Russell Wilson, will he be in a Seahawks uniform or not next year? I don't think he will. I don't think it's a reason why they're taking so long to come up with a deal for him. They obviously don't want to play that man. Yeah, I think it's done. I think his time in Seattle is done. That's crazy. I don't think so. I think they get a deal done. They just can't. You better get out of there. You on a team that's on the decline. That team is on the decline, bro. Well, they still made it to the playoffs after retooling, man. Yeah. After losing all, losing a legion of boom. But you know, Earl Thomas was hurt. But uh, Russell Wilson then had to die, uh, kill himself to get him there. Like, and that's what I'm saying. You can't give up that guy, the guy that gets you there. So oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking about from their perspective? I'm, I'm talking about from Russell's perspective. Like I don't blame yeah. him for wanting to leave. Yeah. Then see that. pay that man his money. <laughs> they, they, but teams don't want to pay pay people, bro. They don't mind you getting broke up and all of that. But they, they it's like, well, what have you done for me lately? Type leave, bro. They don't want to pay that man. That's crazy. After all he'd have done for them. Right. That's yeah. Crazy. But they, but it's we, a business. We just seen this movie before, though. You know, look how they did Earl. But uh, yeah, man. Draft Thursday. Or I'm next. To it. Yeah, you know. It's next, next Thursday? Yeah. Oh, man, I thought it was this Thursday. It's the 20th. Yeah, it's the 25th. Yeah, man, I thought it was this yeah. week, bro. Oh. Nah, you can't speed up the time like that, man. We got still got another basic week and a half. Oh, man. You know, I love draft. I love draft night. But, uh, yeah, man, I think My that- coach going to have another really good draft because that's what Ballard does, so. Yeah, y'all drafted two all pros, man. Yeah. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that. You can't beat it with a stick. No, not at all. And then uh, we got to talk about Antonio Brown and his back and forth with Juju. Yeah, man. What is wrong with what is wrong with Antonio Brown, bro? <laughs> like, bro, any, every, any, any dude that walks around with a blind mustache is not his natural <laughs> color. That's questionable. Somebody bro. said that he, he died it that way, so the Pittsburgh Steelers will think he was crazy and then trade him because he died it right back when he got yeah, traded. Yeah, that's that's a different case right there, man. Man, and then he go to a place we know him and John Gruden not gonna yeah. get along. But it just brings it back to it's something that Los had brought up a, a little while ago when we were talking about AD, but talking about kind of what Ryan Clark had said about him like years and years ago about how they were going to create a monster. And, I, I mean, we see it before our eyes. Like, you know, we – I know – I think the three of us collectively were probably AB fans. I know I was an AB fan. Oh, You've yeah, been an AB sure. fan. I think that Los is really like AB as well. But it's making it kind of difficult to continue to stand by him you know, especially with this recent stuff, like the stuff he did with Juju, like that was just uncalled for and childish and immature to me. Like, yeah, it was very, you know, you, you releasing private DMs, like for what? For what? And Juju, in, in the light of it, still has never said a bad word about you. No. You know, so I mean, it, it, I don't know, man. I mean, I, it's like, it's like, you you got traded, move on, bro. Like, you know, like, you know, you look at the locker room thing, they, they you know, he filmed his coach, got his tr- coach in trouble. Like, you know, like, it's just, A.B., his antics are just like you say. He's just like, man, y'all, they, people was trying to demonize Odell. At least Odell, all he do is really just have fun. Yeah. But A.B., 
his actions is detrimental. Like, but to me, if you really look at it, it shows you the way that owners and GMs and all that felt. You look at what they got for Odell. I ain't saying it was the greatest ransom or things like that, but at least they did get a first round pick out of that. Look at the package that they got for AB. They pretty much, it wasn't really much out there for them because teams really don't want to deal with them at this point, which is why it's, it showcases your point and it's evident to your point that even, I know there's an age difference there, but GMs and owners view their actions different as far as Odell and AB. Like, that's a whole different thing. I don't think that Odell, to me, is someone that seems like he's bad within the locker room. He seems like he's a good guy within the locker room that's really about the team. He just kind of has his little things here and there. But A.B. just, that's a whole nother animal right there. Someone, someone that a lot of people probably don't even want to deal with. Man, he's just so arrogant, bro. Like, I mean, he's really, really, really good. That's the thing about it. He's really, really good. But he's just so arrogant. And he works really, really hard. Like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I guess you kind of feel him. You know, he, he, he kind of got a chip on his shoulder. And he wasn't drafted to the seventh round. You know, everybody overlooked him, and now he's the best receiver in the game, arguably. You know, you kind of. It won't be this year. Odell will be the best receiver in the game, but up until this point, I give I give you that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I would be mad at that. I'm, you know, I'm an Odell fan, but you know, it's just man, I don't see how John Gruden gonna put up with him. Yeah, I don't know either, man. They they gonna be doing something publicly to come out. Speaking of Odell, have we even had a chance to to talk about? That I think thing. we did, dude. I guess it seems so long. It seems so, yeah. I can't even remember. We had a real good chance to talk about that. I think what we did, you, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. No, I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah, we yeah, did. We talked like, about that. Because that's what the graphic. He <laughs> <laughs> made the graphic with him on the, you know, the front cover to grab it. That was the last part. That was yeah, the last so, Yeah, so we all in. I think we just about did it. Uh, thank you for listening and being patient with us. We back. We're going to try to be more consistent, but... I think for the most part we are consistent. Yeah, but we just had some things that yeah we had to yeah. make some adjustments. Uh, shout out to D-Lo, got his first playoff. Yeah, play. man. But you saw ESPN, they always posting. Uh, but that was he a, has that was a long playoff. Yeah, he has more playoff wins than the Lakers like since 2015. I'm like, bro, y'all y'all gotta quit. That was a low blow, man. man. Just posting to hate the Lakers, bro. But anyway, yeah. Shout out to the listeners. Uh, make sure you follow us on O underscore Bench Owners. On Instagram and Twitter, and make sure that you subscribe to us on PNA to Bench Warmers on Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. And until next time, we'll, we'll, well next time we pod, <laughs> hopefully you'll be listening. We out of here. All right. Later. Yeah.